0: Welcome to World Crafter. My name is David. Uh, With me today is Robert Schneider, an old friend of mine, and uh, he's currently a network automation engineer, and he's got a a lengthy background in information technology with various jobs in the IT world, and we're going to get to know him a bit, and we're going to get to know about how he got to the position where he is today. How are you doing, Rob? Good. How are you, man? Good, man. It's good to see you. So... Let's talk about what you do for a living and your current role. Uh, What are some of the responsibilities that you have and what are the things that you do on your day-to-day?
1: So currently, uh, like you said, I'm a network automation engineer for uh, network to code which is the... Network automation is a very new thing. So um, it's not wrong to say that we're like one of the top companies because it's such a a niche thing right now. Um, So basically, we just help large companies kind of automate their network. Uh, For the longest time, network engineering has been a very manual process. Uh, You log into a switch, you make a change, you log into a switch, you make a change. So at, you know, that works if you have like 100 switches, maybe it can work at a thousand, but like, you know, 10,000, 80,000 switches, like doesn't cut it. So we kind of uh, provide a uh, framework to automate the networks and stuff like that. My current role, is working for a, uh, a bank and I'm doing more of like site reliability engineering, much more uh, stuff with like Linux, Docker, Kubernetes, all the the big, nice, fun stuff, so.
0: Damn, you um, work with all the tools. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And how did you figure out that this is the career you wanted to get into? Was it something you wanted to do as a child or you kind of came across this later on?
1: I... When I was younger, like I I distinctly remember one of my birthday gifts I asked my mom to buy me was like a Wi-Fi router, like right when Wi-Fi came out. So I've kind of always had a uh, fascination or a love of like just IT and stuff like that. I've also always had just being, uh, you know, growing up with the internet, you know, just a fascination for the internet um, in general. So when I got to a point in my career where I was having to choose what to specialize in networking was super interesting to me because it's kind of like a, a a box opening you know you get to actually see when i click youtube.com like what happens right like what is my computer doing and then where what is my isp doing and then what is youtube doing so like that was a cool kind of uh inspiration to like learn all of that about it i don't know obviously it's way more complex than anything you know anyone can know. Just one person, but it, uh, having a good general understanding of it is pretty awesome. But yeah, I've like I've always just had a uh, a healthy fascination of that stuff. You know, um, I we were in a PC support class, me and David, uh, and that was pretty fun. Of like helping teachers like fix printers and email problems and stuff like that. Just being that resource for them was like super rewarding. Um, so yeah.
0: Very cool, very cool. Uh and who do you credit for your inspiration to pursue your position? Did you have a mentor? Uh I would say
1: like I always know I wanted to get an IT, but I never knew what like job that was. And I would say definitely the RPC support teacher. Um he first off showed us that, you know, because he was a uh like a site technician for the whole high school. And I just wanted to do that so badly. Like he would, he would uh, show us. He would have he had he had keys to everything. He would bring us up onto the catwalk on the um, in the auditorium. Uh, he would uh, uh, show us servers that like you know network switches and stuff like that. I thought that was the coolest thing. And he kind of showed me that like uh, this is a position after high school that you can you can go to and you can get. Uh, it's not just like a, oh you're just good with computers like you know, there's an actual career in it, I think. So if I I had to definitely attribute him for kind of sparking that career interest, because, you know, when you're in high school, it's all uh, even in college, it's all theoretical. It's all. Oh, yeah, you're good with computers. But like, after that stuff, you start to think of like, what's a career that I can actually do what I love, you know?
0: I'm sure Mark would really like to hear that, and I'm sure he'd yeah. appreciate that. He actually, uh, had, he knows. He, I'm sure he'd appreciate <laughs> hearing that. Yeah.
1: I've I've written many college essays because they ask that question a lot. Like, who's your inspiration? And I, I've 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 definitely let them know already. Um, but yeah,
0: all right, man. So let's. I want to go go more into current job specifics of okay. what you're doing now, right? So, how are you able to obtain your current position?
1: So. Yeah. So uh, to say that, I got to back up a little bit. So I, I actually started uh, when I started IT. I worked in as a as a uh, school technician uh, for a local middle school. I did the same thing that Mark did, um, and I from there I was like, okay, this is fun. I just wanna I want something bigger. Like I wanna I want I want to deal with more systems, right? So I got a job working at um, a restaurant company. Uh, they have restaurant chains all across the uh, nation. And I was doing just help desks there. It was a little bit, you know, it wasn't just like answering phones, like type of help desk that that was part of the position, but it was a little bit more like, oh, here's the keys to everything. You might not know what it does, right? You might not know why the server is here, but you have access to it. So it was easy to like play around in the in the systems and stuff like that. And I worked in the help desk for about, a year. And, and this one time, uh, like I said, we have restaurants all across the nation. We had a restaurant in Las Vegas that went down. And I go to my network admin at the time and I go, hey, uh, you know, Las Vegas went down. Uh, is there anything I can do to help? And he's like, okay, one second. And he turns around, starts typing on his keyboard. And like five minutes later, he goes, okay, call them and see if they're back online. And I called them and they're like, oh, thanks, man. You." You know, everything's working now and stuff like that. And like my brain exploded at the point. I'm like, how the hell did you type something on your keyboard and get a restaurant across the nation online? And he was he was the that was kind of my first introduce, uh, introduction of like networking, right? Like distributed systems and stuff like that. And he's like, this is what I uh, this is what I study. I took the CCNA. Here's a router and a switch because he had a router and a switch that he was using to study for his CCNA. And I just started learning all that as I can because I, a common theme in my whole career is the 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 stuff is always there. It's just not whether or not whether or not you want to look for it. Because once you start looking for it, things just start peeling back. You're like, oh, okay, that's how my computer does this. Oh, that's how YouTube would would route this stuff. So I studied that for. I studied enough chapters that I got really comfortable with networking and I'm like, okay, I want to be a network engineer. This is my, this is my goal. And I applied to a college as a network engineer and I knew enough. I didn't have my CCNA at the time, uh, but I knew enough to where the senior network engineer was like, okay, yeah, we like you, uh, you know, come on board. Oh, so you didn't
0: need a certification at the time to be a network engineer. You just got the job. No.
1: Yeah. And, and I should preface, like, I don't, I right out of high school, I, I worked at a, at a fast food place for a couple years, and then I worked for. So I don't. I I didn't actually go to college. Um, so at, me working at a college with no college degree and certifications was like such, such a huge thing for me that I'm like, okay, like, you know, you you hear about these stories, and I'm one of them now. You know, that's that's really awesome. But he. He was a really cool guy. Uh, he kind of like mentored me through like the transition because I was very help desk. this was more of like engineering like you know uh, making sure route tables are, are correct and making sure things are switching correctly um, So you know much more like it's not uh, a, a lot of what help desk is is like uh, reaction you know like you, you you get a call and you're like on the keyboard and you're trying to help out. Uh, administration and engineering is more of like prevention and like monitoring the system, making sure everything's working, and then working towards making things better. So that was a huge like shift in, in mindset. And I, he gave me a project, um, which was um, we had about like 1500 wireless access points all throughout the college, and they were all in different networks. Um, I don't want to go too technical, but you can have you can have different networks on the same campus network. So you can have one network for students, you can have one network for uh, teachers and they can't talk to each other. So the wireless access points were all in different networks all across the campus. And he said, okay, I want all of these access points to go to the guest network. And to do that involved logging into the switch, asking the switch, hey, how many access points and what ports are they on, right? And then changing them over one by one. And I did that for like one switch. I did that for two switches and I had uh, 200 other switches I had to do. And I'm like, okay, this, there has to be an easier way to do this. This is like, this is like mind numbing. So I asked my, I, I looked it up and there is a, there is a package that will log into network switches for you. It's called NetMiko. It runs on Python. And I asked one of the, the computer science uh, interns that we had uh, to help me out. So I, I told him because I had it down to a, to, I had it actually written down, log into the switch, uh, do L, show LLDP neighbor, which is a command that just shows you this, the wireless access points and then da, da 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 da. So I gave that to him and we worked on it together and I did one switch and it changed them all over. I did three switches, it changed them all over. I did 10 switches, it changed them all over and I did the whole network and I got what was supposed to be, well, so I went to my senior network engineer. I go, hey, I'm done uh this is how i did it and he's like how the hell did you do 200 switches <laughs> in two days and i was like oh yeah I, I asked uh i asked the intern and we we made a script and it worked really great and he goes i i expected you to do that for like three weeks like he wanted me to develop muscle memory of the console and stuff like that and i was like no 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 no
0: No, you probably don't so, you don't have to do the work of like six you don't have to yeah you know you work yeah. smart so, you know what i mean like don't do and, that
1: a lot of network engineering is still the strongholds of people who, you know, they've been working in networking 30 years. Like, so they're not wrong, but there are new ways of or new, new things to look at it. So I, I did that for a while. I just started automating tasks in the network. I learned, uh, I read uh, uh, books on network reliability engineering, which is the technical term for, uh, network automation. And, um, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is what I want to do because I've always wanted to code. I'm very impatient and I, and I am prone to mistakes. Like, so (laughs) automating that to get rid of those things is, is just a no brainer for me. So um, I wanted to kind of like do more because there's only so much you can do at a, uh, a school, right? There's only 200 switches. How, how quickly, how much are you actually going to automate that? So I started looking into um, uh, cloud. Uh, We just, started at the college, started migrating a database from on-prem to the cloud, on-premises, uh, like on, on-site on to the cloud. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the same thing I did for the, the networking. You know, I I, I picked the certification and I used that as a scaffolding to learn stuff. So I picked the AWS certification because uh, Amazon Web Services is the largest cloud vendor right now. Um, and I just, I just went, uh, went through the lessons and I, I took the exam and I learned a lot and I, I did a lot of like practical like actually I have an Amazon account that I use sometimes and sometimes it my pro- friends do they
0: provide you with a student account or you just you just open one on your own Amazon will give you a year like when you're trying to get a certification like can you
1: just well the the Amazon Amazon Microsoft and Google will all give you a year of uh, a small server for free you can run it 24 seven 365, all the way up until that year, and then they'll start charging you. So it's an awesome way to like learn and it's free. Um, So I did a lot of that and I got certified and I was like, okay, you know, let me, I started looking for other positions that I can do more cloud-based stuff or more automation stuff. And I got picked up uh, by a consulting company, a pretty large one uh, to do uh, mainly cloud engineering. It was kind of a hybrid role. I could I could also do networking too. Um, consulting in general is pretty much a choose your own adventure. You kind of dictate where you want to go, uh, which is really good for me because my my uh, tastes change like that, and I'm always trying to do different things. So uh, I eventually. Did that for about six months until uh, Network to Code called me, and they, uh, you know, they they liked my resume, they liked everything I did, and they hired me on there. So that's kind of like a good condensed version of like, you know, that's how I got here, basically, you know.
0: No, but that's that, that's fantastic. That was quite the journey. Mm-hmm. And and when you say you got picked up, I, I want to be more specific for everybody. When you got picked up, you mean you applied to a bunch of places and somebody just finally yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so I always tell people uh applying is free so just apply you never know because I if I never applied to if I only applied to places I was qualified um I would have never applied to the middle school to be the site technician because I was not qualified I was working at a fast food place before then I would have never applied to uh, the restaurant company I think I was pretty qualified for that but I would never applied to the um the college because i was just a help desk person i didn't even have my ccna i never would apply to the consulting because you know i i didn't have any cloud experience but most places i always say uh it's not it's not your decision whether or not you get the job or not. It's the company's. So That's beautiful, absolutely. Yeah. and so, so
0: a lot, of th- a yeah. lot of times it gets people nervous because you look at resumes, you look at, uh, you look at the requirements for a job posting, and they say, oh, you need something like eight years or ten years of experience, and it can make you nervous and go, I don't have that. I don't have any of those qualifications. Yeah. They send, they give you a laundry list of all these uh, requirements, and you're like, no, I can't do that. And what yeah. you're saying is to not worry about it, to just give it a try. Not
1: worry about it and look at those, those. Uh, requirements more as like a checklist. And if you could check off, I'd say 60%, like if it's over 50%, uh, you should apply. Just, just you know, it, it it does cost time and it, you know, it is kind of heartbreaking to like get your thousandth rejection. But once you get into like a, a rhythm of it, it really doesn't fade. I still get rejection letters from places I've already applied to like, you know, six months ago, uh, a year ago and stuff like that. So it's just, Yeah, like, don't be afraid to apply to jobs. Um, And also, I always use jobs as a blueprint of what I should be doing. One of the reasons I took the CCNA, one of the reasons I took the AWS certification was because that's what job people, that's what job HR people were saying you need. They're saying AWS, the solutions architect, CCNA, uh, you need that. Or, you know, even the, the professional level of stuff. Like, so I always tell people, like, you know, Use that as like a a blueprint of like where you need to go with your career. If it says eight years of something, you know, maybe you might need to spend a little bit more time in the job that you're doing to get that experience, you know. But again, like never, never not apply. It's free. Companies prefer that you apply because they, you know, obviously they like a large candidate pool. But you never know. You might get someone who's hiring. Like in my case, where the, the person who hired me for the college as a network engineer, he didn't want someone veteran. He was a veteran already. He wanted someone new to had fresh ideas and, um, you know, could be trained. So you, you never know who's on the other end of the of the, the job request, you know?
0: Gotcha, man. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, people really need to hear that because uh, I didn't know that shit either until way, at, you know, much later, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are some of the, hidden negative aspects of working the career that you have that people need to be aware of
1: specifically in consulting uh you are it's your time uh you're managed your own time you don't have someone being like oh you clock in you, you didn't clock in at nine you clocked in at 9 they don't they don't care about that stuff but on the other hand if you're kind of a workaholic they won't say anything about it like if you if you regularly pull 60 hours uh, no overtime because your salary but you're that type of person that always pulls you know does goes the extra mile and stuff like that uh, a lot of consulting companies are gonna are gonna um, they're not gonna what's the right way to say this like it no one's everyone you are the shepherd of your time you know in, in consulting so if you want to do that you're that you're more than you're more than uh welcome to but you'll find that you're kind of burning yourself out and things will start to slip maybe you know you forget things in your daily life or you forget to like play the games you play so definitely like take time and, and just be firm with your schedule like if you need to leave at nine or you, you need to leave at five five p.m then leave at five p.m you know uh the leave time for yourself you know and also You know, I'm fortunate I have a company that cares about that stuff. So when I say that, you know, most companies won't care, you know, I have the advantage that my boss will be like, hey, you're working way too much. Go take a vacation or something like that. But that's not, you're not going to find that a lot of places. So like definitely just kind of set the work time for you. So you don't like go crazy. (laughs) You know, we're only human. We're not robots just yet. So
0: just yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. And uh, can you tell us right off the bat what could disqualify someone from entering this field, uh, whether it's a personality trait or just some sort of tick? What would prevent? What kind of? What should a person have to be able to be in the field?
1: Uh, definitely, just be personable. Um, I think with IT, there's a stigma of like the lonely nerd, um, and some people can. They, some people work for Google and they they don't you know prefer they prefer not to socialize with any people. But you'll find that you know especially with this newer generation coming in, if you're more personable, you'll actually like be in front of a lot of people who are not. Um, especially like you know starting out in IT, uh, you might want to you might want to consider the help desk. In the help desk, you need to talk to people. So if you're one of those people that are like, uh, oh I just want to like I don't want to talk to anyone that's not really going to help you get jobs in, in these, these things. So just kind of like just learning how to talk with people. There's, there's plenty of YouTube videos that if you're, if you're just like that bad at it, that you need like someone to tell you, then there's plenty of YouTube videos of like breaking down, like what active listening is and like how, you know, how you should say stuff and like laugh at people's jokes and stuff like that. It's like, it's not, it seems like a small thing, but I would say, a hundred percent of my jobs I probably got because, you know, I, 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 you make a personal connection with somebody and you're more likely to people, people want to hire people that they'll get along with, you know, there's, there's the, the technical qualifications. Definitely. You got to have those, but you know, at the end of the day, like who's going to, who are you going to talk to when you're getting your coffee in the morning? Like those are, those are things that people think about subconsciously or consciously. Um, So just definitely it, it, like I said, like you wouldn't think about it in IT. You would be like, oh, IT would be like the one place I don't have to be social, but it's it's super important, especially as you get higher up. You know, you're going to be talking to more and more people.
0: Gotcha. That's a that's good advice for people who think they can be lone wolves and stuff. But it's good. It's a mm-hmm. good idea to always just be able to work in a team and
1: yeah, uh, you know, or collaborate or reach out. Reach out on Twitter. There's there's a huge community on Twitter of just IT professionals. Like, you know, just it, those things are going to get you jobs, uh, you know, personal recommendations, talking to people, you know, that those are, those are good things to have.
0: Gotcha, man. And, uh, let's talk about gaining the necessary skills for your job. You already actually, you actually already talked about it, but Mm -hmm. I want to get more concrete and I want to give people actual steps to do what they have to do to get to where you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So in this case, what would you recommend for newcomers to learn how to find their way to their first job? You, you mentioned something about getting the CCNA to get a network engineering position. You mentioned grabbing some switch, uh, grabbing a switch, grabbing a router, whatever you can, and just mm-hmm. working on that a- alone. What else can you recommend?
1: I'd say if you're, if you're the type of person that has no experience whatsoever, like you're working at like a food, uh, fast food place, uh, the, uh, CompTIA makes a, a plus certification, which is just a basic, very basic help desk type certification. Um, and in general, I would say use certifications as a scaffolding for learning because it'll teach you the things that you need to know. Uh, and then also you get a certification on top of that certification is kind of like a, like a treat. You know, an extra thing that you you get after you do these, after you learn these things. But the important part is learning the things that they're trying to teach you. So if you're just just right off the street, you you're like, I want a career change. A plus is an awesome certification. Uh, most help desk uh, type roles require it. Um, if you're a little bit more tech savvy than uh, than the average person, you can probably get away from not getting it. Just apply to entry level help desk jobs a lot of things in it is just how long you've been in it. Um, because like I, like I said before, I didn't really have a college degree. I didn't even have certain certifications, but it's, it's so hard not to be exposed to technologies when you work in technology. So like even a help desk, you're going to learn, you're going to learn what networking is. You're going to learn servers. You're going to learn printers and even maybe some software stuff. Um, so, just getting your foot in the door with that base level uh, help desk definitely helps. Um, if you wanted to, once you have your foot in the door, you kind of want to figure out what you want to specialize in. There's, there's so many aspects, but people are, uh, you know, the, the people that make the, the most money are the people who are specialized. So, if you like networking, uh, there's a CCNA, a Cisco Certified Networking Associate Exam, which again, you can use as scaffolding to learn and then get a certification to get a job. Uh, For server administration, there's a lot of books on like, uh, Linux is super big in servers. So a lot of like uh, Linux skills will probably really help you. Um, Red Hat makes a certification for Linux. And then there's like a a Linux plus that CompTIA also makes, which is really helpful. But that just teaches you the, you know, the basics of Linux and stuff like that. Um, For and if you're if you're gonna be, I'm thinking that in 2020, almost 2021, if you're gonna be a systems admin, you probably should start learning cloud, uh, because a lot of a lot of companies are just moving their uh, their systems to the cloud. So uh, an AWS certification or you know any pretty much AWS or Microsoft will be fine. Uh, I'd stay away from the Google one until it gets a little bit more popular. Um, but I actually really prefer using Google in a lot of cases. Uh, but yeah, AWS, Microsoft both make cloud certifications that are really good and, and recognized. Uh, and then you know just from there, just uh, just kind of see what you, where you want to go and see if there's a certification for it or some more learning. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of IT is also downtime. You know, there's you're not always putting out fires, so there's a lot of time for. Just to have a book open in front of you, right? While you're while you're answering emails, and when you're not doing anything, don't just be on your phone. Just look down at a book and read read something new, you know? Um, because the like I said, like the the technology is there. It's just whether or not you want to learn it. Um, so I would say, just to recap, just get your foot in the door. <laughs> you know, work at that help desk. Hopefully, the help desk pays a little bit more than uh you know your your fast food job or your retail job it's not always the case which is unfortunate but you know get your foot in the door with the help desk job and then just kind of see where you want to go and and take it from there like what interests you you know you you need to find what motivates you um and what's your passion because that's really what's going to drive you to keep getting those certifications keep learning um like some people would say I'm weird, but I watch, I watch on weekends, I watch YouTube videos about cloud and stuff like that, or automation and stuff, because i this is my passion. This is what I'm interested in. And if you find that passion, it kind of puts you ahead of your contemporaries because they might be doing the job just because it pays well, or this is what they, they want to do. But if you have that passion, you're going to be putting in the work, even though you're not thinking about it, you know, you're going to be looking up things, you're going to have questions and stuff like that. So definitely like find your passion and then just use certifications to, to help with learning and stuff, you know?
0: Beautiful. So basically use, the, use a, the initial help desk position as a launch pad for the rest of your career. You got to figure out what you kind of thing you want to work in. And yep. you can just move in anything. And if you want to work in networking or you want to work in cloud, you have to get specific certifications for those things. That's yes. beautifully said. That's perfect. talk about more... Exp- but more about your experience and the outlook of the industry. All right. Mm. So, did you face any criticism or discouragement from others when trying to get in, and how did you overcome it?
1: Definitely, I I never went to uh, I did pretty well in high school, and I never went to college. So, when I was working at a fast food place, and I had an opportunity to work at a middle school as a technician. I definitely had people be like, how are you going to get that job you're not qualified for? Um, I don't normally let those comments get to me, uh, so that really wasn't a big deal. But I know for a lot of people, that that could be like a huge, like, like a deflate, you know, like get the wind out of your sails. Um, but people, I guess people who are looking are on the outside looking in, they don't really see like the work you've put in or the the skills you know, they just kind of can look at things surfacely. So just kind of be aware that like someone who's looking at you and being like, why are you, why are you even studying for that? You're never going to get that job. They're just looking at you as they perceive it. And they're looking at this job as they perceive it. And they might perceive this job as super great. And they might perceive you as just normal. Uh, and if, you know, and that's why they're, they're being a little discouraging, but you can get that super great job because it's just a job it's just a position you know and you're doing the right things to do it so yeah uh that and just just my own you know you try to keep yourself down you know just just not everything's a roadmap but if you just find a, a a way to go in and you just follow that steps hopefully it leads to something you know and it's, uh, especially nowadays, it's just a numbers game, you know, it, it, just apply it to as many places as you can and hopefully someone, someone gets you. Uh, so don't get like too down on yourself. Like if you get like a, tr- a rejection email, you know, it's not, it, it's not because you suck. It's just because, you know, they wanted a, a, a different person, you know, it's not, has nothing to do about you specifically as a person.
0: Okay. What mistakes did you make in your career? That you can maybe share with others to you know to help them avoid making the same mistake
1: my biggest mistake was staying in fast food as long as i did i was working at a high school i needed a job and i worked at a fast food place for three years and i think back because my my career has only been five years so that's almost half my career that i worked at a fast food place and i think about like man like where would I be now if I had that three extra years, you know? Um, so, and and retail and fast food are a, they, they, they're a masterclass in how, in, in getting people to just stay where they are because they require a lot of your time. Most of the time you're working, you know, 40, 40 hours plus they have a, they require a sense of loyalty, right? If someone calls out, you know, your boss is gonna call you and be like, "Hey, you need to you need to come in because you know we're a family, right?" They're always like, "We're a family here," you know. But at the end of the day, it's just a job. And if you're in a position where you can like work less hours or not take that extra shift or something like that, um, I would say do that so you can you can focus on the things that you need to do to get to where you want to go, uh, and just be very. Especially if it's if you're just uh, if you're like oh I, I I just graduated high school I don't want to go to college, like be very very wary of retail and fast food jobs because they are time sinks. Uh, if your mom gets on your nerves a little bit, but you can stay home, I would stay home. There's of course cases where you should move out, you know, because you know it's not a healthy environment. But for the vast majority of people, if just delay that as long as you can and like either go to school or, or study for some kind of something, you know, it just try to stay away from fast food and retail. They have their place, but they're really big time sink. Um, definitely.
0: All right. All right. All right. And what direction do you think the industry is moving towards, you know, you're actually an insider in the whole cloud part of it. And I want to know what you, where do you think things are going?
1: Um, Definitely moving towards a more uh, software-minded, software engineering development-minded uh, uh, workflow. Um, a lot of a lot of the cool things about information technology and doing infrastructure is very hands-on. I actually log into a server. I'm not like writing code that like goes somewhere and someone else does something. Like I'm 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 actually inside a server or a switch or or you know there's a physical aspect to it which is really nice but a lot of the industry is moving towards automation a lot of the industry is moving towards these workflows that still require engineers they're we're never gonna go away but is requiring less manual intervention um so if you're gonna come into the industry and be like oh I'm I I really like logging in the servers so that's all I'm gonna do you're gonna you're not gonna go very far not saying you won't get a nice paying job you will but it's not the the next step the bleeding edge so uh tools like uh python is super big um you could do a lot with python uh you know the like you're saying uh, cloud isn't just servers it's a whole platform that allows people to do different things so learning that and seeing how it can automate your stuff um those are the biggest, that's, that's really sort of the biggest thing as I'm seeing is that more and more companies are like, oh, we can automate some of this. You know, we can actually, it's, it's not even a labor thing. It's just doing it the right way all the time. That's the biggest thing. Gotcha.
0: All right, man. And where do you go from here? What do you think your next move is going to be? My next
1: move definitely is Uh, getting more into I work for a consulting company like a professional services company so getting more into like the customer facing role like actually uh, talking to customers and, and clients and seeing what their needs are and proposing solutions and stuff like that a lot of my job right now is just executing on the the solutions already proposed which is you know great I love I really love doing that but you know moving into those roles of more of like less coding and more of actually like talking to people and and, and addressing their business needs. Um, Yeah. And just kind of working, having a bigger, bigger impact. That's always been my goal. It's just a bigger impact on what I can do and what problems I can solve. You know, one little, one little school, you know, is way different than a whole, you know, restaurant or a whole, bank you know how they how they automate stuff and how they they provision their infrastructure and stuff
0: gotcha man all right well then i got two last questions for you with all the things you learned through your extensive experience a lot of times we have a lot of conflicting advice and a lot of conflicting motivational statements and stuff that swirl around and i'm wondering what is the one thing that you tell yourself to cut through all that noise and to push yourself forward the one thing i tell myself there
1: definitely is one thing i just got to think of it uh, just kind of like believe in yourself i know it sounds super cheesy but just like it, this is all like the life is bigger than 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 what your career is you know what i mean it it, it seems scary to apply to a job that you're not qualified for. It seems scary to do an interview that you don't think you're qualified for. It seems scary to do the job that you don't have any idea. But everyone kind of has imposter syndrome a little bit. Uh, But to answer your question directly, if you are nervous or not sure-footed, like you're just shaky about the job you're doing, you're in the right place because we only get that way when we're experiencing new things when we're doing something we're unfamiliar with. So if you think you're, if you think you don't belong and you you're nervous about failing, you (laughs) ding, 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 you're, you, you can just focus on doing that job. Well, it's, it's when you start to be like sure footed. It's when you start to be like, Oh, I can do this job with my eyes closed. That's when you should start finding other things to do because you've done everything there. Um, So, I would say, yeah, just believe that you can do it. And also just acknowledge that, you know, that nervousness, that that sense of like, uh, oh, I can't do this is a part of the learning process. It's a part of getting better.
0: Beautiful, Rob. That was perfect. <laughs> and uh, do you want to promote any work or do you want to plug anything in? Before uh, we end this interview?
1: Yeah, if you guys, uh, we have Network to Code is the company I work for. If you guys want to join our Slack channel, we have a uh, Slack channel that has something like 15,000 members, members of you know IT professionals just like me. Uh, it's not just network automation; it's you know cloud. Uh, we have a jobs board, just a random meme board. We even have a a little channel where we post our our pets and stuff like that. So it's a really fun place. Uh, network to Code is the Slack. Um, just type that in. You'll find it.
0: Definitely. I'm going to post the link below so our audience can go ahead and take a look at that. Rob, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll see you around. Yep.